And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, oh, let's get into it, Mike. Let's just get right into it. Everyone knows why we're here. It's Kyrie Irving negotiation rumors. They're at an impasse. Let's go. Fire it up. Mike here, say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys. Netsnet.com, the athletic get yourself out of the paywall, theathletic.com slash glue guys, a subsidiary of the New York Times. Right. Michael, we have news. We've got real news today. This, this is the time. Hit news. Hit. This is the news sounder. This is the time I'm unlocking the news. Props. I've props. Um, this is why you should be actually behind the paywall, because Sham Sharania of the Athletic reports this morning. Here's the headline. Nets Kyrie Irving at an impasse. Mm. It is. This is the news that Brian and I have been waiting for. I will pat ourselves on the back, Brian. Yeah, you let's ready? do it. Like we to. said trust the gossip mongers, okay? Mm. We, we have shifted our thinking around understanding the media and the NBA, tracing it back to the James Harden rumors. We were, we poo-pooed yeah. the rumors. Yes. Harden got traded. Yeah, that was a mistake. Then Nick part. Wright. Bill Simmons and others started whispering mm-hmm. and chatting and chittering and chattering that Kyrie Irving to the Lakers was a real possibility. And many people poo pooed those rumors. Not I. Yeah. Not you. No. We're old dogs now. We've learned <laughs> new tricks. I don't know. But yeah, we, we're, we've we're learned. puppies. Yeah, we've we're learned puppies. new tricks. We're just puppies. We're just, we're just young pups, mm-hmm. little blue eyed bulldogs. Um, <laughs> uh, Sean, this is, I, I know people. There's a lot of different reactions to Shams's piece. Some people say it's just posturing from Kyrie's camp. Oh, he'll be back. Yeah. Other people say, oh, no, he's gone. He's definitely gone. Regardless of what you um, sort of what outcome you think is going to happen within the next week and a half, because that is the timeline. Mm-hmm. It is just a week and a half. Yeah. It is important <clears throat> to know that there is definitely at least an impasse, which is one of my favorite words that you really only say. When it comes to basketball and negotiations between Ukraine and Russia, right? right? It's yep. like that is the impasse. That's so how frigid these negotiations have turned, Mike. <laughs> That's what's happened here. Who's Ukraine and who's Russia? Let's be honest. Let's, let's not guess. You know. Um, <laughs> let's not get canceled, <laughs> Brian. Um, I called you. I left you a voice message. You know when I leave you a voice. Yeah, I didn't listen mail. to it, but I saw it. And I knew that it was important. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's really all you need. Yeah. You don't need to listen to it. Yeah. Um, when you saw the story, what did you think? What was your well, gut? And this is this is what's going out. Reaction. You know, this is we're mixing it up on Twitter with people. There's a whole lot of um, confusion, obviously, out there about what's bluster, what's negotiation posturing, mm-hmm. and what's you know what's real, what's based. Um, you know what the word based is, 
that's an internet term. It's ba- you know things are based if it's. I know, I know the the cooking term. Like oh, when you I don't... when you based something. Oh, that's not what I mean. That's... Um. Okay. So, but yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, it's uh, yeah. So we're here to sift through all that noise, Mike. I'd like to start with that if if we can. How much of this is BS posturing from either camp? Who knows which camp? Um, what level of just high, you know, high stress negotiations are we at where this stuff is getting leaked to, to the press? What's your question? <laughs> are you just, you just, you're just scanning through Twitter right now, aren't you? I'm looking up brother Muzone on, uh, the wire Wikipedia. The reason why is because Kyrie after Shams report tweeted out a picture or a little gif of brother Muzone. So what was your oh, question? Okay. I apologize. Uh, no, I'm just saying like, what about how much of this is negotiation posturing? How much of it is just real brass tacks? Like this is actually an impasse. You know, how much can we take this at face value straight up? I think it's legit. It's a very legit quote unquote impasse. Um, and the ripple effects of this report being made public are going to really be telling over the next few days of where this is going to go with Kyrie and the Nets. So if you're in the camp of that, this report is from Kyrie's camp because they aren't getting, they aren't receiving the full max from the Nets. They are upset because they're not receiving the full max extension that they, um, you know, that they're putting out. Oh, he may leave. He's prepared to leave. He's ready to leave. Nets, you better, you better get up to the table and offer up the full max. If you're in that camp, well, that means that there is actually, it means that the Nets aren't really prepared to go full the full length of the field with the contract offer. So regardless of what end you're on, or if you're from like the Nets side of things, if you actually believe the Nets leaked this, which I don't, I think it's from Kyrie's side. Um, well, if they leaked it, it means that they're ready to move on. Like if they, if this came from the Nets, the Nets are ready to move on. They like, there's no motivation for the Nets to put it out there unless if they're like, Oh, we're ready for Kyrie to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there's a couple things too, which is like, so this is a very unique negotiation because it's, it's not about just, you know, his on court talent that if that were in a vacuum, that would, that this would be much easier. It's about the, you know, logistics outside of that, we'll call them. Um, and I've been thinking about this too, which is like, <clears throat> how much does it behoove Kyrie to, his, his issue right now is that he seems like he's horny for drama, right? Like he has been horny for drama over the last couple of years and having a tense negotiation is, uh, does, it's not a good data point for, avoidance of future drama so one would think that it would be if he really did want to come back to the nets it would be in his best interest to make that as seamless as possible be like oh yeah that was a drama filled couple of years or whatever don't worry that's a that's a one-off two-off three-off and and we're and i'm a changed man and i'm super gonna be you know this the value on this contract you're gonna get that plus 10 it's gonna be great uh, that's not what's happened here. And maybe he just, that's not a uh, thing that he factors into the negotiation process, but what's on the table here is his personality. And it's interesting to be, you know, hard line on like, no, you want my personality. Like with all of its, you know, all of the sp- thorns and whatever else uh so it's just an interesting position to be in to be like if you really want to come back to this team it's a hard um that's a hard light to cast yourself in you know it's funny you just watched the color of money recently i did (laughs) for the first time so i watched it yesterday oh good for the first time as well nice um Kyrie's tom cruise's character in the color of money love that supremely talented and just just not doesn't see the bigger picture Mm. right now i don't know who's paul newman i can't because I don't really think it's Sean Marks, and I re- I don't think it's Kevin Durant. Um, maybe it's Steve Nash on some level, but 
if you don't know the color of money, essentially Tom Cruise is this young pool prodigy yeah. who is just he he can't get past himself. He he yeah. can't see further than what's in front of him directly. Paul Newman is trying to teach him, okay, but if you do these things the way I'm telling you to do them, you'll end up richer and more successful in your life. Mm-hmm. But yet all all Vince, yeah. all Tom Cruise can do sure. awful haircut wearing an it's, earring. It's post cringe. He just can he can't help but post cringe and lose can't, subscribers. Can't help going on Twitch and then yeah. Googling things. <laughs> which, which by Brian the way, we'll, we'll get into later because we don't want to bury the lead. Well, but we'll that get, was a journey. When, yeah. When we have so this has been a great idea, and I guess now we can probably bust it out at some point soon. Des Lombardo, our chief content social media CMO, officer. CMO, yeah. CMO. Uh, he had a great idea, and we're going to do it. We've been actually trying to put it together to do an Irish wake on the net season. Well, obviously, the net season is so far gone. Yeah, that doesn't make sense uh, anymore. That body is dead and buried. Yeah. We can have an Irish wake for Kyrie. I'm I'm very Ooh, excited. That would for, be interesting. If Kyrie, in fact, leaves the Nets, the, the bottled up emotion to release that is going to feel very good. Yeah. Because if he leaves the Nets, I want to make this very clear. I'm going to do a, I don't know, I know you don't listen to Bill Simmons' podcast, but when Bill Simmons says something controversial, he says, Kyle, turn on my camera. That is my Bill Simmons. Okay. Kyle's his nephew, who is the producer on the show. Kyle, turn on my camera. Here's the thing. Kyrie, if he leaves the Nets, it will end up being one of the greatest debacles in basketball history. His career will be tarnished forever. Yeah. Can can I just let Kyrie know something for a sec? If he wants to leave, maybe he doesn't want to leave. Maybe he just wants the full max, and that's his problem. But if he wants to leave, because in Shams' story, Shams lists three teams where Kyrie maybe could go. Knicks, mm-hmm. you know, hashtag Knicks for clicks, the Lakers and the Clippers. You know, the 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 likely the likely troika of coastal media elites. If he actually leaves. It will be such a disgrace on a career that, you know, frankly, he should be up there with Steph Curry. What is separating Steph Curry and Kyrie mm-hmm. mentality, mm-hmm. ultimately, Ooh. right? It's basically just mentality. Kyrie has won a championship. Yeah, He hit a game-winning shot in the championship. He will do things on the basketball court I can't even conceive of. But Brooklyn was literally, literally the perfect situation for him. What Brooklyn was, uh, r- players club run by the players. Yeah. Right? Completely. He's coming in with his best buddy, Kevin Durant, also one of the best players in the NBA. Joe Sy, a very appeasing owner. Sean Marks, sort of an EQ genius. Steve Nash, EQ genius. All of that. Everything's laid out. It's near his hometown. He claims he grew up a Nets fan. Sure. <laughs> he claims. Was there a pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't control. I'm not going to blame the pandemic on Kyrie Irving. That's not. But everything was there for Kyrie. All the complaints that if you're a Kyrie defender going into Brooklyn, you're like, oh, he finally has the situation that is set up for him to succeed. Yeah. It is Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura, baby. Mm -hmm. The, The guardrails are there for the perfect Jim Carrey performance. Right. Him talking out of his butt. Yeah. Kyrie Irving could, he could talk put out on of his that, butt. Yes. that awful shirt and talk out of his butt. And he had the guardrail set up. And that's what he and did. He f- yeah. would fail. <clears throat> fail, Brian. Well, and the thing if is, this doesn't work out. He doesn't really, and maybe maybe this is true, maybe it isn't, but my sense is that he doesn't sort of understand the amount of impositions he, he you know, put onto the nets and like that there's just really <laughs> no other place that's going to 
to after especially after all of this like there's just nowhere else that's going to be that obsequious to his needs like we've just really it, like in this negotiation it seems like marxist is or the nets in general just want to see some kind of give some some <laughs> level of give you know at all and Kyrie is like super averse to any kind of pushback at all to the point where it seems like we're at an impasse but Mike I want to get to this other part I've been going back and forth with some people on Twitter shout out to Brooklyn Nets 85 don't mean to blow up your up your spot but there's some people who have a very lowly opinion of Sean Marks at this point, Mike, which I'm kind of interested in. Uh, and they're uh, speculating that he's not even aware of the effects that this will have on Kevin Durant, that he's not factoring in Kevin Durant's, you know, willingness to play for a team without Kyrie Irving on it, um, which I think is, I, I think you have to think Marks knows a little bit about Kevin Durant's thinking to be at this, at this point in the negotiation. Would you say that that's true? What's that? <laughs> I don't know why I'm not listening. I need to listen. I'm just no. I'm stuck on Twitter. I apologize. I'm listening. Yeah, no. I was, so, I, this I is so about, apologize. This is about Twitter, so, so it's good. No, no, you're fine. I do yeah. this to you all the time, so this is that's <laughs> super fair. Um, I feel so bad. <clears throat> no, I'm saying that like there's a conversation I'm having with a guy on Twitter about yeah. how he speculates that like what if the Nets are just screwing this up and Marks has like no clue yes. about what Kevin Durant wants or will do after you know, there is a schism formed between Kyrie and the Nets and he leaves and they're like, what if, what if he has no idea and, Ke and Kevin Durant's just pissed off and leaves? Like, what are the, what is the chance that, that John Marks hasn't factored in the only other meaningful third party <laughs> in this negotiation? And I don't mean to blow up your spot, dude, but this is like a, this one feels very like straightforward to me, but I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Mike, what do you think? So I fear there is a part of me that fears that we don't know what Kevin Durant thinks. He is on Twitter right now. He tweeted about something that has nothing to do with Kyrie Irving. It was, of course, it was a a retweet reply about something else about basketball. It's nothing to do with Kyrie Irving, but it came out post the Sham Sharani report. Kyrie himself has commented on that port by tweeting out that picture of Brother Mazone. There is a ten percent chance. I think it's ten percent that KD is not fully on board that he is not communicating with the Nets himself and that Sean Marks is flying blind. That also means that the 90% chance that Kevin Durant's fully on board and fully understands everything that's happening because that has been the pattern of his time in Brooklyn. It would be a dereliction of duty yeah. if Sean Marks did not know how Kevin Durant feels about what's happening with Kyrie Irving. It, it would be a dereliction a, of duty, a literal Brian. like insta fire offense. That's my like. If you just have yes. no inkling of what Kevin Durant's feeling about this, and and you're you know in in the mix with Kyrie to this extent, that's a bad. That's a really bad position to be in. We've talked about this on a previous pod, and it's funny that we talked about this before the Sham Sharani report came out. The Daily News, I think it was Christian Winfield, reported that this was a couple weeks back that Kyrie or that Kevin Durant and Sean Marks had not had conversations about anything. Yeah. This was during the global tour of Kevin Durant when he's watching Mike James play basketball, who maybe is the Kyrie replacement. The next Kyrie. They, I mean, they're they're very <laughs> friendly all of a sudden. So so it was made kind of a big deal. Oh my God, Sean Marks and Kevin Durant aren't talking. Mm -hmm. um, maybe Kevin Durant just has a cell phone plan that doesn't work internationally. I don't know if uh, people never thought about that. Um, Got to get that WhatsApp, you know, WhatsApp. I think Shut the cone of that. silence surrounding Kevin Durant is, in fact, his effort at buffering himself from the decision that he knew was coming. He knew that whatever is going on with Kyrie, that it was 
untenable. Untenable. He's playing a dangerous game, like across the board. <laughs> Another one Another. made me think of like Sean Connery. Yeah, and, yeah, of course. And, like some kind of yeah. Uh, but he, and Robert Ludlum book. <laughs> and I think everyone like, and this goes back to my the whole thing. Like, I'm really good friends with Kyrie, and also there's a like a pretty general like, but he's got to do his own thing in in the world of these contract negotiations, such which teams he want to play for. Yada yada. A lot of people say one thing, do another with Kyrie. And not to say that they're not friendly, but um, KD taking a step back from that would follow a pattern of what other people have done in the past when this, <laughs> when these Kyrie things come to a head. Many people have taken steps away from Kyrie Irving over their career. They've just taken, not, not a vocal, I don't like the guy, I'll never work with him, just a passive neutral, I'm going to step back from this, see where, see where the pieces land. We've talked about this before. It's... You have a friend in college who was your friend that you didn't live with. You decide to move in with them, and it just doesn't it doesn't go the way that you think. Out. It's the fun friend, maybe, or the guy who's has you know really interesting conversation or whatever it is. The guy that you can rely on at the bar or whatever place you do. But living with them, you know, he kind of he cooks fish in the microwave. He leaves like open containers in the fridge. He doesn't properly. So then the fridge is pervasive smell of whatever was in that container yeah all the things that a roommate could do wrong Kyrie does yeah. as a professional and, and basketball gonna, it's player. not worth it to yell at him you're just gonna not live with him next year that's it you're just, yeah <laughs> yeah that's all you your friendship actually improves by them being th by the distance there you go there you go um so let's do a quick break coming back we're gonna talk I mean there's so much more to talk so about. much more looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And we're back, Ryan. I think let's put a button on that Kevin Durant conversation. Because okay. you didn't... I, I think I, you basically said it, but you believe there is no way Kevin Durant is not clued... If Kyrie leaves, there's no way that Kevin Durant's not clued into that sort of larger conversation. Yeah, and that's not to say that, like, look, there is a fringe potential that Kevin Durant 
is, you know, <clears throat> that we have such a, uh, we're at odds with Kyrie to the extent that we're willing to, you know, put pressure on the Kevin Durant relationship a little bit, you know, like, you know, a certain amount. But the idea that we are completely unaware of his feelings feels very unlikely to me. Just feels very unlikely. I, in fact, will go this far. If Kevin Durant is dejected by the Kyrie Irving experience, if he if it is the the roommate that you don't want to live with anymore but is your friend experience, I actually like that mindset from Kevin Durant a lot. Like, it, it it's him recognizing, okay, I came here to Brooklyn thinking I was building a super team with Kyrie Irving and DeAndre. Remember DeAndre Jordan? I do. What a guy. Fondly, yeah. The three-headed monster, the clean yeah. sweep of those three. <laughs> yeah. And he came to Brooklyn thinking talent will win out, the beauty of the game, you know, the religion of bucket getting, it will all be there. Mm-hmm. Um, if he even himself recognizes, huh, um, as great as Kyrie on the court, I kind of want to play with a guy that actually plays basketball games. I want that Kevin Durant, like that yeah. recognition, that understanding that Kyrie is poisonous to winning basketball on some level or sustained winning basketball. As great as Kyrie was in Cleveland, I'm sorry, that's a long time ago, and he had LeBron James. Long time ago, different circumstance, and, right? And different mindset, ultimately. Like that was sort of before his. That was pre-awakening, you know, in, in a lot of his ways for his new kind of public persona. So that was when he was very much head twitch, head in the hey. books. Yeah, pre twitch, pre uh, playing Grand Theft Auto Five by yourself or whatever. You know the the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still <laughs> that's a good still detail. Not let yeah. that go. <laughs> yeah. um, when I write the long form goodbye piece to about Kyrie I will open that story with Grand Theft Auto playing mm-hmm. it by yourself when you have the option to play with others yeah um so I think and to add just like one more thing yes. to that is that like KD seems to me to be very outcomes driven kind of person you know I think it's hard for KD to see what happened here in the first round of the playoffs and that being a you know an embarrassing situation um the idea that you know, friendship trumps that kind of, you know, career embarrassment. I, I, that doesn't, I, I, I'm just basing this on intuition. I don't have any like special insight into that, but that doesn't seem to jive with my understanding of how KD sees himself and his particular trajectory in his basketball career. Like first round sweeps is not part of the KD legacy, like in, in his mind. And, um, that's not to say that Kyrie is like solely to blame for that or whatever. Obviously, like everyone understands that there was incredible circumstances that led to that. But it's hard to like look at what's happened over the last couple of years and not see that there is a general, uh, you know, there, it, there's a like this actually even extends to the to the fan base. People will throw the, around the term toxic. I don't mean it necessarily to seem toxic, but like things have gotten negative. <laughs> things have gotten weirdly negative <laughs> over the last couple of years. And I can't I'm not saying I'm going to attribute that directly to Kyrie Irving and that that's like the only like, you know, contributing factor there. But it's a pretty big piece. It's a pretty it's a big, big chunk. It's a big it's a big chunk. And people have been very divisive towards each other more than I've ever seen in like Nets Twitter. Like people like, I don't know if you've been to these Twitter spaces <laughs> while but they are wild they're wild it's like trying to solve climate change are we going to try to solve it by not spewing out and digging for oil and all the disgusting carbon monoxide or carbon whatever that we dump into the atmosphere do we clean all that up or do we just paint our roofs white yeah because we've been told by painting your roof white it'll lessen the heat in the atmosphere it's like no there's car green new deal baby get on board yeah we need 
big massive change if you're going to fix this thing. Kyrie Irving is the green new deal of the Nets. We need like push him out, push him through. And I'll also say like for Marx's own purposes, like Marx's legacy has been about sort of recreating this Spurs like culture. To see that in he's its, done that perfectly in its, huh? in its current state, you know, the his his own legacy is sort of at stake here as well as oh, a yeah. person who's been a really good facilitator of you know cohesiveness and vibes and all that good stuff and just um, systems and now are like I can't I don't know if there's another team right now that are it is more sort of discombobulated in terms of identity in terms of culture all that stuff it's well the Lakers the, sure Lakers, the Lakers are the, but the Lakers that's what's funny yeah. is that Kyrie so I think when, when people are listening to this pod they love our emotion they love what we're talking about they love the um <laughs> the connections to the color of money a movie that you know, let's say 95% of our audience hasn't seen, yeah. right? Like, you know, Bill Gobiri, shout out to you. I know that you got that. He's got it. He's got it. He got it. But what they want to hear is like, what do we think about the potential teams and the trades that could be made? Um, I do want to point out very distinctly, Lakers, Knicks, Clippers are the teams that are listed by Shams Sharania. All those teams, as Shams has reported and backed up by hoops hype salaries, need the Nets pretty much need the Nets to complete a Kyrie Irving deal. The only way that they could complete a Kyrie Irving deal without including the Nets is if they dump a massive amount of money on like the Pistons, the Kings. Um, they make these huge trades where they're just dumping these contracts off to those bad teams, and then they could accept Kyrie Irving as a free agent. That is almost impossible. So all those teams on some level are going to need the Brooklyn Nets to complete a Kyrie Irving trade. Um, and we could talk about the implications, like who you want, what those deals will look like. But I do want to ask you something. Mm -hmm. If you're the Nets, so like what do we believe the central dispute is potentially that the Nets are not prepared to offer Kyrie. Yeah, this is a good question. Like what is actually at stake here? Like is there are they offering Kyrie a scenario where they're like, we will give you you pick up your player option and we'll give you a plus one on top of that. Uh, uh, not a player option, but we'll basically, in effect, you'll be on a two-year deal with the Nets, and then maybe at that point we'll have a mutual option for the third year, or you can just have a player option for the third year. Are they not offering the full length of an extension, or are they not offering him anything? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't figure out if, because it's not in the reporting. Would the Here, I'll read the reporting. <coughs> An impasse currently exists among the parties that clears the way for the seven-time All-Star to consider the open marketplace. Multiple sources tell The Athletic that the conversation about Irving's future have gone stagnant between him and the Nets. Mm -hmm. Is that stagnation because the Nets won't give him the full max? Or is it like, hey, man, just pick up your player option, come yeah. back, but like we're not – we don't – like we're not gonna like give you any more yeah, years. After this money. year, we'd like at least one more little trial run here before going the <laughs> distance. I think that that's basically what's at stake. It's like, hey, just pick up that that player option, get sign your extension, fine. Um, but like, no, I don't think the extension. Sorry, there. sorry, not the. That's extension. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <clears throat> so the player option. The player yeah, option. Sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, and like, let's you know, let's just. Play it by ear because this is good. This was a hectic last season, and we wanted you know we're happy to to you know be your home for for another year, but like we, we need a little bit more data to to make that commitment, <laughs> uh, which I think is totally fair. I mean, who who doesn't? I, I call on Nets Nation. Who doesn't think that that's fair given the position that he's left the Nets in this season? <clears throat> like that has to be within their rights. 
I will defend Nets Nation, the the vocal minority that is yelling at you right now, mm-hmm. in that it's not that it, fairness isn't what we're talking about. It's ultimately like, how do you want to like? If you're the Nets, are you willing to do this gamble and possibly lose Kyrie Irving and blow up this dynasty that never was for, you know, like for this, like if like there's a lot of people who are yelling as if it's like locker up chance in the 2016 election. Yeah, this is just give him his money. Like, I do understand the mindset of a fan of Nets fans who are like, just give him his extension. Like, ultimately, you blow up a lot of your team building that you've done if you let Kyrie Irving walk. Now, letting him walk again is going to include some kind of sign and trade or he opts in the player option and gets traded to the Lakers and then he can sign his extension or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the Nets end up getting a collection of role players, some draft picks, whatever the the deal is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand the you must pay him, but I I agree with you on this point is that Kyrie Irving has shown not an ounce of regret. He maybe has said at times, yeah, sure, like I I could have done better, but he's ultimately not shown any regret for how he has handled his his business here in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And the Nets franchise has been nuked because of him. And look, from the Nets perspective too, the, the dynasty isn't working, right? Like if if there were actual on-court results, not not <clears throat> Uh, not specifically speaking to his like individual output, but if the collective whole was getting out of the first round or maybe even winning a game in the first round, this would obviously be a different conversation. But as time goes on, these relationships, you know, they don't generally speaking, it's not like they go through these hardships and they begin to like have a lot of like pain points and pressure put on them. And then they get better over time. That's generally not how things work. Like it's usually those, Usually, usually yeah. those wounds form scars and negative memories and not. And again, this is intuition. Kyrie seems specifically like the per- kind of person who might be, you know, especially if a contract negotiation gets really heavy uh, and there's like a lot of, um, you know, acquiescence that's that he has to have to, to get there. Like those are going to form like, you know negative emotions that I think, you know, are, are part of the problem with him in the first place. So, um, it's a, it's a really interesting and weird spot to be in for, for both sides, because, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird thing for like the star player to be like, I really want you to sign me long to like, it's often not the case that they want to sign like five year super max deals. And the other team's like, mm, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> this would be unpre- unprecedented yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a guy who is as good as Kyrie Irving is when he plays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's this is, it's just such a crazy situation. And, and like, as we're talking, he, here's the only good end result for Kyrie Irving returning is that. So I believe I don't, you know, I work for the same company that Sham Sharania works for. There are times when I, I'm a, I do get brief conversations with him and that thrills me, but do not believe for a second that Shams is like messaging me on the side before things happen. Be like, hey, Mike, watch out for this. So I don't have I, any. I'd like to keep the illusion alive if, if we could. Yeah, <laughs> it actually has happened a couple yeah. times. But um, not in this case. I did not know this was coming until it was out and tweeted out. I'm so again, not from Shams Sharani. This is from Mike Smeltz's deduction skills. I think you probably agree with me. This is coming from Kyrie's side. So he, I want a couple couple of things we need to know about Kyrie. Kyrie's stepmom is his agent. 
His stepmom doesn't represent any other players. She is not an NBA agent. She became an NBA agent just for Kyrie Irving, meaning he is siloed. He is he is by himself. It's his stepmom and him. You know, if he was with CAA or Clutch, there's these huge apparatuses with which information could be getting out. So Shams could be talking to, you know, someone at Clutch or whatever, CAA, and be like, oh, you know what? Kyrie, maybe with Brooklyn. No. Kyrie, only the only way this information gets out is if Kyrie, Kyrie's stepmom, or the Nets talk directly to Shams. That's the only way it happens. And the reporting of this, you could say, oh, but couldn't another team in the NBA, like the Lakers, Knicks, or Clippers, be leaking this to Shams? Read the report. Get get a subscription to The Athletic and read the report. The way it's written is it's directly either from the Nets or Kyrie. I very much, almost 100% guarantee it's coming from Kyrie's side because it's a good motivating factor for him to put out there that there is this impasse. Okay, so if there's actually an impasse and it's coming from Kyrie's side and the Nets are seemingly, we don't know what the impasse is over, but we assume it's because Kyrie's not getting a full max extension. The only positive outcome could be for the Nets in terms of Kyrie coming back is if this report is the motivating factor for signaling to Kevin Durant Hey, Kevin, I know you've been kind of laissez-faire mm. about the Kyrie situation, but here's what's at stake. Kyrie's prepared to walk. Again, this is Kyrie kind of talking through the media. I'm prepared to walk. I am Kyrie Irving. Kevin, if you want me here, if you love me, tell Shawnee, tell Shawnee Marksy mm-hmm. to give me that big old extension. Because if you don't tell him that, I'm going to go. And I'm going to force my way to LeBron or the Knicks or Kawhi Leonard, right? Or whoever, right? And that that could happen. Kevin Durant could, in fact, be like, okay, I'm going to, I got to think for a second. It's probably better for me that I have Kyrie. I still like the guy. I don't want to be sharing his, you know, the fish that he cooks in the microwave or the open containers in the fridge, but I still really like the guy. I want to play basketball with him. I just think like you, Kevin Durant's completely looped into what's happening and he's comfortable with what's happening. And if he is, that means Kyrie's gone. Because mm. Kyrie's not going to get the extension that he wants. And there will be teams in the NBA who will give Kyrie what he wants. Because he's that talented. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bet his June 29th is when he has to pick up his player option. Or decline it. That's the start of free agency. Yeah, I think he's gone. Like I, Oh, well. I don't, I don't see him putting this out. He would have to tuck his tail between his legs and walk back to the Nets if he's really if he really wants to stay here in Brooklyn. Because I don't think the Nets are going to budge unless if Kevin Durant tells them well, to budge. I actually don't like that contextualization a little bit. Because so just signing his player option, uh, like I, I don't want it to, to seem like that's him. Um, tail tucked? <laughs> tail tucked. A, a tail right? tucking? That's one of two options, <clears throat> which like maybe it's not his preferred option, but it's a reasonable option. It's a reasonable you know plan B. And I don't want it to be like, oh, like Kyrie, you just got like BTFO'd by the Nets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mean yeah. that. But yeah. yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. No, I, so I, I, I thought, again, I think kind of looking at all the factors, I think Kevin Durant is looped in. I think the Nets aren't giving Kyrie what he wants for a contract. I think Kyrie leaked this report to Shams to let him know, hey, uh, I'm probably prepared to leave because I'm not getting what I want. And this report, if Kevin Durant is looped in, it will not be a motivating factor for them to give more money to Kyrie. Yeah. Because of all of that, 
I think like Kyrie's and can we also think about this too and not to add like another layer as we're kind of going going we're drifting out but Russian there's another part of this too where it's we have Ben Simmons on for a few more years and we have no information about how Kyrie and Ben Simmons will either play well together or get along like those are two (laughs) massive x factors the idea that we're just going to blindly sign on for like three to four years of a three-headed monster in which two of them have like some serious question marks over their heads and then they're going to be fit together and it's just very (laughs) it's a very um it's a tough spot to be in for the nets it's hard to predict what could happen there um is that a fair point i think that's a very fair point you know and but but i do think like you know ultimately i am surprised the nets aren't just going to give him the contract extension uh, because Kyrie is really good at basketball. So to me, because my surprise that they're not just going to give him that contract extension, and it's very hard to replicate Kyrie in a sign-in trade or whatever, I do think that on some level, it must be so bad internally around Kyrie. Like you have to, I think people have to understand, if you're a Kyrie fan, you're listening to this, and you've stayed for this long in the episode, which would be shocking because we've been pretty... Pretty negative, yeah. Pretty negative. You must realize that if the Nets are truly willing to walk away from Kyrie Irving, if they're not willing to at least extend a huge extension to him, which would be the normal way to do business, it must be so bad. Like, it must have been such a S-H-I-T-T-Y situation. Mm. Shout out to all the parents who listen to this with their kids. Big shout out. Big shout out to the parents. Um, It must be so (laughs) bad. Yeah. Like, it must be – And we like, if he leaves – I can't wait for that beefy story to come out from Sam Amick or any other reporter that's going to reveal the things that were revealed in Boston the moment Kyrie left Boston. We're going to get all of that. Yeah. You know, like that's going to be ripped open. Zach Lowe will probably write something from the Nets we're perspective gonna in a really strong get way. the best tidbits too. Like, you know, the part about where he went up to uh, Brad Stevens and he was like, what does, go- what does government mean to you? Like that, <laughs> those types, those are the details that I live for. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> what are vaccinations? What do they mean to <laughs> oh boy. Come on. Can I, can we do uh fake trades for a second? Uh, sure. There's, there's so much to talk about, but I just want to clearly outline, cause this is, this is what we're going to be doing right now. The, the, the teams that could maybe get Kyrie are Lakers, Knicks, Clippers. I think a fourth, fifth team are going to get very interested in Kyrie because they're going to see, you know, that's sort of like a potential to get 60 cents on the dollar for a guy that good that comes with a lot of baggage. Like teams like, I think, the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Nico Harrison runs the Mavericks. Nico Harrison was a top executive at Nike. Kyrie was one of Nike's biggest clients. Nico was gone before Nike said goodbye to Kyrie. So maybe that's what I think there's Mark Cuban was pretty uh rough on the anti vaxxers though. He was. Yeah. He was. But it's a different day. It is and a different he day. Lost. It's a different and day. Mark, it wouldn't be unlike Mark Cuban to say one thing and do another. Yeah, fair enough. I'll just fair enough. leave it at that. So I could see Minnesota getting very involved. Minnesota thinking it's new ownership coming in, Mark Laurie and A Rod. Mark Lurie is a Jersey guy. A-Rod, of course, played for the Yankees. It's a very new ownership type thing to do, like Josiah, to be like, dude, we'll get Kyrie up here in Minnesota. We'll play with Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. We'll send D'Angelo Russell back to Brooklyn. No brainer. That's easy. Um, Kyrie controls where he can go. Like, if he doesn't want to go to Minnesota, he can just not go. He can decline his player option and not go. But fake trades. 
I urge everyone to go whatever fanspo, whatever your favorite fake trade simulator is. Look at the guys that the Nets could realistically bring back if you go to the Lakers, Knicks, or Clippers. It's just a lot of like mm-hmm. mid-range, bad contract guys like Evan Fournier, Talon Horton Tucker. Um, Clippers, it's like, God, it's like one of the Morris twins, whoever, whichever Morris twin is there, like Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard, the Kennard in the coal mine. Um, it's like none of it's really that appealing. The one thing, if I'm Sean Marks, I really try to think about. If you make a Kyrie Irving trade, if you trade him as part of a sign-and-trade to another team, you need to set yourself up mm. to use all those assets for the next, to for the next get star. the next star, mm. right? Because regardless of how ugly it looks in Brooklyn right now, if Kevin Durant is on board and you rehabilitate Ben Simmons to a certain degree, it's an attractive situation, regardless of how ugly it is right now. So the Nets have the two first-round picks from the 76ers. They deferred one of them, one of our great episodes that we did. Mm-hmm. So two first-round picks from the 76ers. The Lakers have none to offer. The Clippers have none to offer. I think the Lakers have one to offer like way off into the future. The Knicks have a bunch to offer. Can you set yourself up so you take you know, a piece or two that can help you right now but then you get like two first round picks, so it gives you four to trade, plus you know a collection of young players, whatever it is, to trade for Bradley Beal, Dame Lillard. I really, and we're back on that. I really that, wish that kick. The Trailblazers didn't have new ownership in place because that's a bad. They don't. Oh, they don't. That didn't. They're they're aiming. There's a, there's a lot of negotiations. The the Allen family claims that they are not selling the team, while Phil Knight of Nike says I'm buying the team. Okay. But, well, so the, so the issue is that Phil Knight does, or that group headed by Phil Knight, um, does does buy in. Then I'm worried that they'll never trade Damian Lillard, or at least not for the first one or two years, because that's just a bad look. But anyways, also I'd be concerned about getting Damian Lillard because he had a health issue. He's getting older. He's making a ton of money. I guess mm. beggars can't be choosers. No, yeah, but we're in a tough spot there. Like, do I want Bradley Beal at this point? It's uh, like, oh I my don't god, know. I don't know, Mike. Bradley Beal, and, and this is what Kyrie wants us to think right now. That's what he's like. Okay, if not me, then who? And we're like, I guess we can talk ourselves into Bradley Beal, but <laughs> Jalen Brunson, yeah, <laughs> double sign and trade. Send, send Kyrie to Dallas, and Jalen Brunson comes back. Mike, we it's did like a, Jalen Brunson. We did a good episode. We're gonna do another one this week. You know, yeah, we're gonna. This may be a three-episode week just because yeah. we have the draft. Maybe there's going to be more breaking news. Hell yeah. We'll really dig into it. But so sign us off, Mike, and we'll get there. Thank you all for listening. Um, check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys, NetsDaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself behind the paywall at TheAthletic.com slash GlueGuys. Um, if you are an Athletic subscriber, Alex Schiffer and I did a live room which is like uh, the athletics versions of Twitter spaces. That was super great. Thank you for everyone that listened. Corey Cantor, shout out to you getting on stage. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, we expected this to come and it came and uh, we're geniuses. Well, we so I think here that's kind of the, the takeaway. See you, everybody. Bye, bye, bye. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.